Good morning. Welcome to the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. Our text this morning is found in 1 Peter chapter 1. You may want to turn to it as I set the stage this morning. In an effort to find ourselves in the story of God's Word, especially during our time in history where we are as a world in a pandemic, almost every if not all world powers are facing uh, economic failure and living in a living a life of fear of catching COVID-19. We find ourselves behind closed doors, social distancing, and only sending one person out of a family uh, to shop, run errands. Whether out of fear, being cautious, or trying to be responsible, this appears to be our new reality. Similarly, one week after the resurrection of Christ, the disciples are huddled behind closed doors out of fear. In their minds, this was the most troubling time they had ever experienced. In our text this morning, Peter is addressing Christ followers who are enduring, enduring incredible worldwide persecution for their confession of faith in Christ. And yet, Peter has some incredible words of hope found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Be encouraged this morning. Text coming from 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse, I'm going to start at verse 1, but my text actually begins on verse 3, but these uh, first couple of verses are very powerful. So, I'll let you know when we start the sermon text, but this is Reading out of the NIV, it's 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkled by his blood, Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Oh, it is great to hear you have been chosen, isn't it? Set apart for God through his spirit. I, I wanted you to hear that. To our text, this is where it begins. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who, through faith, are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him are filled in are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your salvation, the salvation of your souls. The reading of God's word. Will you 
bow your heads with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, once again we have read the text, the Word of God. And once again, Lord, we realize that you are the real teacher here. And Lord, I just ask that you would so minister to your congregation. Lord, you would breathe in words of hope because we are living in a time of uncertainty. We uh, do not know what tomorrow will bring. We are trusting in you. But Father, our lives are in good hands. Thank you for these wonderful words from Peter. Use it to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get into the text at hand, I wanted to share a thought with you. Kathy and I were going through the, uh, an Easter devotional together this year when the writer made a telling statement. In gist, the writer states, There are two kinds of people in the world today. Those who believe that Christ rose, arose from the grave, and those who do not. Your answer is crucial. Do you believe in the resurrection of Christ from the grave? Do you remember the conversation Jesus was having with Martha when Lazarus was in the tomb for four days? Jesus said, Jesus said, and I am reading out of John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Then Jesus asked, Do you believe this? I know we just celebrated the resurrection of Christ last week, but take a moment to answer if you really believe it or not. Peter is addressed in an audience who believe just that. Peter's letter is an encouragement to all who find themselves in distress, even you this morning. Peter tells us we are chosen. We are set apart for him through his spirit for obedience, for we are his. With the groundwork laid, Peter says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When you are in Christ, your present situation doesn't seem to matter. When you know that you know that your faith is in your future, even the most dire situation can result in praise to God. It is because of it, it is because of anything we have done or earned to warrant this incredible assurance. Heavens, no. It was by God's great mercy that he has given us this new birth and a living hope. It's a living hope. Your faith is alive. It is because of this great mercy, this new birth and living hope, we can praise God through any and every situation. Praise God. Christ followers, we need to do our part during this crisis. Uh, we, are all, we are all going through it, but we need not be in constant fear. A friend shared this with me a while back. It's worth repeating. 
When Martin Luther was dealing with the Black Plague, he wrote these wise words that can help inform the way we approach things happening in our world right now. He goes, he penned this letter as follows, I shall ask God merciful, mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, minister medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to be contaminated and thus perchance inflict and, and, and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me. And I have done what he has expected of me, and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith, because it is neither brash nor foolhardy and does not tempt God. This is from Luther's work, volume 43, page 172. It was a letter written to his dear friend, Reverend Dr. John Hess. The Black Plague took place some uh, 670 years ago. It is recorded up to 200 million people perished. Because of God's great mercy, a new birth and a living hope, verse 4, tells us he has also given us an inheritance. And into a inheritance, verse 4 says, that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Earthly inheritance come and go, but the inheritance that God gives will never perish. It will never spoil are fade and it's waiting for you in heaven. Verse 5 tells us God is protecting us until the end of the age as we know it. Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. The NIV uses the word shielded. Our faith is shielded by God's power. Other descriptive words are guarded, protected, kept, all by faith. Faith is the important key ingredient here. Without faith, uh, it's be it becomes a feeling. And feelings have a tendency to come and go. Sometimes I feel loved by God. Sometimes I feel like he's distant towards me. Sometimes I feel like he doesn't like me because, well, I know how I feel. It might have been something that I've eaten or lack of sleep. It's a feeling. Faith, however, puts us into a different ballpark. By faith, I know that I know that God loves me. I know that I know that he has my best interest in mind. I know that I know that I know that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. By faith, I have a new birth. By faith, I have a living hope and an inheritance that will never perish. In the prayer phrase, verse 6, 
even though I may be going through great trials now or in the future, I can rejoice greatly in my future. Let me get back to my original question. Do you believe in the resurrection of Christ? It's not scientific. It's by faith that Peter says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. To you who believe in the resurrection of Christ through faith, Peter says, you are receiving the goal, the salvation of your souls. A minister of the Church of God some time ago tried to put into words this assurance. I have found grace, grace complete, and he supplies my every need. I have found in him the pleasures I once craved. It is joy and peace within. I have found a hope so bright and clear, living in the realm of his grace. Oh, the Savior presence is so near, I can see his smiling face. I have found a joy no tongue can tell. It is like a great overflowing well springing up within my soul. Oh, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, and oh, the half has never yet been told. Barney E. Warren wrote that. This morning, if you were able to resonate with these words, I know you are rejoicing with me because of a future in Christ. If, however, you cannot believe or won't believe, I know there is a void in your life that will never be able to be filled. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how many things you possess or how much fun you try to pack into a day. You will always feel incomplete because God has created in each of us a vacuum that can only be filled with his presence. This assurance that I preached about this morning can be yours by simply believing. As always, I'm willing to talk with any of you personally. I can be contacted via the webpage, quincynazarene.org. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we have come to the conclusion of the sermon. But Lord, the, the question of, do I really believe in the power of the resurrected Christ? My prayer is that you would uh, so encourage Christ followers. But Lord, if there are those listening this morning, listening today, that do not have this assurance, Lord, I just ask that you would not give them any rest until they come to the saving knowledge and believe. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next week, I encourage you to uh, be in prayer for one another. Contact one another. I encourage you to uh, uh, 
National Day of Prayer is coming up. I know uh, we're going to handle it a little bit different as pastors, but I ask that you would uh, be in prayer during this time. This is a crisis mode that through Christ we can make it on top. God bless you, and I will see you next week. Bye.